Welcome back. This is what episode? I don't know. I don't. This is our fourth holiday episode. Last episode of the year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, that is. This is the last episode of the year. Um, my name's Aisha. I'm one half of this podcast. My name's Lexi. I'm the second half of this podcast. And this is Sister Sweeting Romance. Welcome back. Welcome. We did um, Love Light Farms as the last holiday book of this holiday theme. To be honest, I don't think it's a holiday book. I don't know. I feel like we. Can... I think we should have read this first because it. It's a ends before Christmas. Christmas. It ends even like the maybe the first week of December. And I think the reason it's deemed holiday is because the she... whole thing takes place on, on a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, which is obviously like Christmas themed, but I I wouldn't. I don't think you have to read this during the holiday. Like. This is a good Thanksgiving book. Like, I yeah. would have read this over Thanksgiving weekend. Or, like, I mean, American Thanksgiving, for those of us who are Canadian. I'd read this over American Thanksgiving. Like, think mid-November is when I'd kind of read this. Like, the first two weeks of December, last two weeks of November. Like, I wouldn't necessarily deem this as, like, the week of Christmas I'd read this. Like, it's yeah. not. This could, besides the fact that she owns a Christmas tree farm... This probably could have taken place at any other time of the year. Yeah. Like it didn't like and Christmas was not even a theme. It wasn't a theme. I mean, like they mentioned Christmassy things because she loves the holidays and And she obviously was setting up the farm for for, the holiday season because obviously they make all their money, most of their money during that season because obviously they're a Christmas tree farm. So it's like an experience to go. Yeah. So... But yeah, I don't know if I would have deemed this like a holiday romance. No. It is categorized like the tropes listed are holiday romance. Like it comes up quite a bit. I don't think I don't think this but is a I holiday don't, romance. Yeah, I don't know if I'd actually say this is a holiday romance. Like maybe this is like a winter book. Yeah. Like a winter like this thing I'd read in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, tropes wise, like technically it's listed as a holiday romance it's a friends to lovers yeah fake dating slow burn oh my god is it a slow burn yes it is a slow burn small town romance um those are all the ones that i have it's like not very tropey maybe like found family because she yes yeah i would say found family is a good one but yeah that's not really tropey it's yeah it's really not i mean you haven't even said the whole like title of the book love lights farm with and we're okay so this week we read love light farms by bk borenson borison um and it's book one of the love light series which i think is gonna be four books right now it's four i think it was originally supposed to be a trilogy and then so many people demanded charlie's book charlie's book so I wonder if he's gonna be in it more in the other books. Maybe. Because like yeah, Charlie was a good character, but like He wasn't really in it. He wasn't really in it. I also think that like unless he's like really good friends with Beckett, I don't see how he'd actually end up in any of these books because this is the one where he'd like most likely be a side character because yeah. he's Stella's brother or half brother. Yeah. 
So yeah. Um, I'm like small town romance. That's the only other trope I have. Yeah. So like, yeah, it doesn't really, it's not really not that tropey. Um, trigger warning. I did put loss of a parent. If that's something that's like really fresh for you, this maybe could be hard because it does come up quite a bit. Um, in both like the hero and the heroine, like it's both of them have lost a parent and Mm -hmm. it's like quite a theme in this book. So I would say like, I don't know if that's something that you avoid, then this is not the book for you or to like go into it. Maybe like a little, like, like that, just knowing that's potentially a theme. Um, otherwise it's a pretty long book. It is like 500 pages. It says that it's 416, but it felt longer than that. It, like it was there's a reason we pushed it off to the last book of the yeah the month is because it was so long and we're just like uh let's read all the smaller books first it's also funny because this book was all over book talk and all over instagram which is one of the reasons we picked it because it came up all the time when we looked for holiday romances mm-hmm. and it actually came out last christmas yeah so I've been wanting to read it for a while. Like it's been on my to read for a while and I would have read it this Christmas anyway, but it's funny because none of the book talks that I actually watched or Instagrammers like actually talk what the book's about. So I actually had no idea what the book was about. I knew it was like a friends to lover. I knew it was fake dating and that was kind of it. I knew it was friends to lover and I knew it was on a Christmas tree farm. I did. I did know the Christmas tree farm part. Which is why I was like, oh, Christmas themed. And then I found out it was fake dating like two days before I was about to start the book. And I was like, okay, fake dating is like my trope of choice. So I was like pretty excited. But like it's not really fake dating. It's not really fake dating. It's trial dating. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I'd consider this like quite fake dating. And maybe I'm not a friends to lovers person. Yeah. It took me a little bit to get into this book simply because it was friends to lovers. I mean like once... I kind of got into it. It was like good, but like, yeah, it really took me a while because it's it's not my go-to. Like I don't, I'm not going to hate on friends to lovers. Cause like, it's just not, it's just not the vibe I go for most of the time. I feel like when I do read a friends and, to lovers, it's kind of like people we meet on vacation by Emily. Henry, yeah. Where I, it's like, or they're estranged. To, do what I mean? Where yeah. they've like fallen apart. Or it's like friends to strangers to friends. Yes. That that's that's what I read. Or it's like in the middle of a series and you've seen these characters before already in other people's books. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm typically not a friends to lovers person, so it kinda took me a while to get into it. And I feel like friends to lovers are all are they're, like they're all slow burn they're all slow burn because you kind of have to be a slow burn because they has to be like i don't know should we or should we not so like it, it almost makes them a slow burn and that's like also not i don't know i don't go out of my way to read slow burns they just the one thing i i i don't like about friends to lovers is the um they're like always hesitant to commit because they're like oh well i don't want to ruin the friendship and it's just like it takes it's just like that thing that you're just like okay you just gotta you just gotta fucking do it just yeah and it takes 
it always takes slightly longer than I feel like as a reader you want it to take. So you're always like, no, just do it. And you're like rooting for them. But like sometimes it, it stretches out like slightly too long, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But um, I mean, this had a really good Goodreads rating. Like it was a Goodreads rating of 4.12. I can see that. And I had 29, almost 30,000 ratings, which is really high for a holiday romance. It's really high, especially I I think this is like a indie published as well. Yeah, I think so too. I don't because think this is like the only other book that we've read of the holiday romances that is this high, this many ratings. Probably window is shopping. Window shopping, yeah. and window shopping had forty, but they were also rated really low. Like they were, she was rated well, I think, under four. I think the and thing this is, really high like rating. I think we had this conversation at window shopping. The window shopping episode is like a holiday romance has to hit a specific feeling you have. Yeah. And this one Did it, is not really, it's it not really hit holi- the Christmas spirit. No, but that's because like some people just like don't generally like holiday romance. Yeah. They, you have to be in a specific mood to read it. Yeah. So maybe this one, like not only people just weren't reading during the holidays because they didn't deem it a holiday book. Yeah, it's more like a fall-winter book. Or it's just like people who don't generally like holiday book, holiday romance, got this book like, yeah, this book like hit enough holiday that they're like, all right, it's holiday. Yeah. But like didn't go extreme to the top where like, all she was drinking is peppermint mochas. Yeah, because or... the mistletoe motive was like very holiday spirit, she, it and was so like was her entire personality. So was uh, window shopping. Yeah. Whereas Christmas was just kind of like something that, like, they're leading up to, and the only reason it's relevant is because she owns a Christmas tree farm. Like the book, one of the first chapters is her walking through a pumpkin field, being like, "Oh no, all our pumpkins are smashed." Like it's clearly yeah. still like October. So, yeah. yeah, it is very, it is a very interesting. I'm surprised time. they don't make a ton of money. She doesn't make a ton of money during the fall. I don't think it's that she doesn't make a ton of money. I think it's just like highlighted that they're struggling, which is why it's never highlighted that she's like they're making a ton of money. Like they're just always struggling. I mean, all her pumpkins were smashed. So, like, what do you do when you have to sell smashed pumpkins? Yeah, that it was really weird how they did like the side, like the side plots in this. Yeah, because I felt like it was one of those things where sometimes it was like, what's that like poem where it's like the world ends with not a boom, but like a whimper. And it was like the side plots just kind of went like Like they all concluded around the same time. Yeah. Well, no, her. Well, yeah, I guess that like her fake dating scheme and that because that ended very like it didn't blow up in her face. It was just kind of like, yeah, I'm sorry. I have to disqualify you. And she's like, okay, I understand. And I was like, uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, yeah, I thought because they really built, upset. they built up the, like the influencer. What's her name? Evelyn. Evelyn. They built her up. And then when she got there, it was like, she was there for maybe five chapters yeah. and she wasn't like in it. Really. And I understand that she's meant to be in Beckett's book, which is the next one in the weeds. And I'm I'm actually like excited to read that one. Yeah. But like I felt like I, I the thing is I really like this book. I did like this book. Yes, agreed. But I felt like if you took out 
like the romance and all the other plots they kind of like built 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 and then they just kind of like flatlined so like you built up to this the influencer coming and then it kind of just like flatlined nothing really exciting happened when she was there because it was kind of just like the same stuff that they were kind of doing when she wasn't like the influencer wasn't there yeah that's true or like the like the the side plot of like what's happening with the farm and someone sabotaging the farm kind of just like built up built up built up and then when they introduced the guy i was like i don't know who the fuck this guy is okay the what confused me at the beginning is she asked beckett and i was like okay this is the love interest it's not it's luca and that confused me at first they should have introduced luca a little bit like faster or like or like a little more significantly than the phone call, because I, yeah. I was confused at first. Maybe I mean, maybe I you're supposed if you, to be like, confused. Obviously, if you read the fucking back of the book, you know it's supposed to be Luca. Yeah, but neither of us, I guess, did that or just forgot. Okay, I'll read the back of the book now. But yeah, I, I think I think Beckett was definitely like. He was I really, an interesting I really character. liked Beckett when they introduced him. So because he was like no, and she's like okay, anyway, cool. Read the back <laughs> of the book. Um. Okay. When the love light gleams. A pasture of dead trees, a hostile takeover of the Santa Barn by a family of raccoons, and shipments that have mysteriously gone missing. Lovelight Farms is not the magical winter wonderland of Stella Bloom's dreams. In an effort to save the Christmas tree farm she's loved since she was a kid, she enters a contest with insta-famous influencer Evelyn St. James. When the added publicity and the $100,000 cash prize, she might just be able to save the farm from its financial woes. There's just one problem. To make the farm seem like a romantic destination for the holidays, she lied on the application and said that she owns Lovelight Farms with her boyfriend. Only, there is no boyfriend. Enter best friend Luca Peters. He just came home from some hot chocolate and somehow got a farm and a serious girlfriend in the process. I mean, I do like this summary because it summarizes it Enough where you know what's like what to expect, but not too much where it gives away end of the plot. Yeah. So this is pretty accurate. Like I like this is a good a, like a good book summary, although it kind of doesn't lead to like Luca's pretty on board. Like he doesn't at all question it. He's like, yeah, yeah. okay. And she's like, and he oh. was actually like, what you asked other people before you asked me. Yeah, I was. It was cute because you could tell that they liked each other and you you like you knew pretty instantly. Yeah. I, I got to points that I was like frustrated with Stella because I was like, can you not tell? See that, that he really he likes really, you. really, really likes you. And then she would like talk herself out of it. And I'm just like that. That's like that's kind of why I, I'm not a fan of the Friends to Lovers is because they normally talk themselves out of it. I know. And you're just like, okay, like, we've been going around this circle for 300 pages. We got to pick the pace up because. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the book starts off basically with her trying to find a fake boyfriend, knowing she wanted to ask Luca the whole time, but like being afraid to ask him for this Instagram contest. Ends up asking him and he's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, oh. And they kind of fall into this like, Okay, so we're fake dating, but we're living in a small town. So we're going to have to, to like, fake it for the town because everyone's in everyone's business. And then we also have to 
like figure out how we're gonna not look like we're faking it and they kind of just fall into this like trial period yeah they call it like a trial period of like dating like actual well, dating. I, that's my thing is like i don't understand they like specifically like he was like let's let's view this as a trial period because if, we, if you don't like it we'll go back to being friends but if we both like it we're continue dating and, and she didn't get she it she didn't get it she and was i was like, like what was the point of that whole fucking conversation <laughs> if you didn't understand the concept of the conversation because i did i liked luca that he was very like yeah we'll just continue and she's like what, what does that even mean and he's like we just continue and she's like i think yeah so confused to be fair he was purposely vague yeah he because he didn't want to quite like he didn't want to freak her. her out and but it she was, was just very oblivious definitely like the third act breakup was definitely like the miscommunication trope yeah um but they were both miscommunicating with each other. Yes. Because he wasn't quite coming out and saying his feelings. And she was like not she, saying her feelings. Yeah, she was afraid to say her feelings because she was like, oh, well, he's not telling me how, uh, like, how he feels. Yeah. So, I mean, they basically, yeah, start fake dating. And, like, everybody. Everyone was knew that they were going to be together yeah. eventually and was like oh finally thank god you guys finally admitted it and they're kind of they're like, basically uh, like they're they basically got into the point where they were like kind of already dating caught, kind of already dating minus the sexual nature of their relationship yeah like, like they weren't dating other people they were only seeing each other and hanging out all the time but like they just weren't like intimate yeah. basically like there was no like intimate touching or like 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 cuddling on the couch where it was like obviously leading to something like they were just it was just like pg stuff where they were like occasionally hold hands for fun yeah so like i mean the thing is is that like not much happens in this book not much happens in this book but what i do like is that so this is single pov and i wish i heard from luca and i'm kind of curious if the into the weeds book will be in beckett's point of view or in evelyn like it'll be both because I want to know Beckett better and I wish I knew Luca better because he was so cute and I just like I didn't like that it was only in Stella's point of view but it adds to the slow burn that's true but it adds to the miscommunication so like that's the one thing about like a a fake dating it's really hard to do dual POV because there has to be miscommunication and like yeah so I mean which is funny because that's your your trope of choice my trope of choice but and i do like dual pov single pov now that i can have dual pov i like dual pov um but like nothing really happens like they do i do have to admit sometimes when you get a single pov because you spend all the time with one character you when they do things that aren't related to the other character you're like why am i reading this like like they have like a scene that's like super unrelated and then you end up never seeing the other character do what I mean? I guess. Like, there was a, a section of this book that Luca was back in New York because he doesn't live in this small town. It's his mom who lives in the small town. Yeah. And it's about a three-hour drive from New York. And he Which is, like, lives... actually quite far. It's quite far. That's, like, not quite far, but not quite close either. Yeah. I mean, like, when you put it in terms of, like, because she would take the train to visit him. 
And she was like, it would be about two hours on the train. And when you put it that way, you're like, oh, two hours on the train for like a weekend. You're like, oh, that's very short. But three hour drive is not a place that you can live. Yeah. And he like comes by a lot. Like he basically just like lives in the town and it just stops going home. Yeah, I like what the fuck was wrong with his work? I was like the entire time he was there for like long periods of time. I'm like, does he work from home? Like, I mean, to be honest, it sounded like he was. I mean, he was he was switching jobs, which he, he did say. Jobs. So like maybe that was a part of it because he obviously was working from home. He said that, but they never he never actually worked. So yeah. he just like took like two weeks of vacation. And they talked know. about like him getting another job, but he never explicitly was like, I'm going to quit my job and move closer. And then when he well, was like, oh, you except for that one time, he was like, oh, I rented a house. Yeah. And, and she was like, what? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I rented a house because I'm starting that new job. And she's like, oh, you actually did that because you just told me about it. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Like, you say didn't say you you're going to fucking it. do it. Yeah. I mean, they were really cute. My favorite thing about the whole book was when he called her Lala. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. <laughs> I loved that. You're like, no. The face you're making is, I'm like, nah. <laughs> I don't know how that's, like, a good so her name is Estella. I know, but, like. Stella, Lala. I think that's fucking adorable. <laughs> I mean, it's cute, but, like, when you're saying it out loud, you're just kind of, like, I don't know. Because, like, a nickname is supposed to be just something shorter and quicker. And I wouldn't say Lala. Well, Stella versus yeah. Lala. Lala is shorter than Stella. Anyway. Sharp. I just thought it was fucking cute. I was like, this is adorable. I loved it when he called her Lala. Um, but they like, I don't know. I think that like, I feel like there's like not much to say because like, there's really like nothing really happens. Like they, someone is like doing like vandalizing the farm and like things have gone missing. And she's like in a financial position where like because of all the missing stuff and the damage to the property she's had to invest a lot more money than originally planned yeah and it's putting her almost into debt like she's basically draining her savings to keep this farm alive and also it had debt to, to begin, begin with, with that wasn't said Which they should she should have been able to fucking sue because like yeah he but had, it's a small town and- yeah but the guy just like left her with thousands of dollars worth of debt that wasn't yeah. disclosed before the sale yeah that should have like she had every right to sue hell the guy that was fucking one the guy that, that was, was a weird that was a weird side plot hey it was a weird because like i thought it was building to something bigger i thought it was going to be like her like dad doing something to like also that just kind that of just kind of died off and, and I, I was, was confused like, by that i think it was just there to introduce charlie and that was it maybe but like i thought i thought it was going to be like somebody that she like knew knew yeah where like when they were when they showed the guy who actually did it and they caught him he was like the librarian who i just was like to i don't farm. remember what she said about this guy i know he lives in the town he was kind of rude to her when they like walked when she walked through town once by herself and that's when you like meet him okay to be honest as soon as that scene happened, when she like walked into him and he was rude, and she was like, "Uh, okay, dude, chill," I was like, "It's this guy. It's fucking this guy doing shit." Like I just knew instantly. Oh, I didn't know. I honestly forgot about that scene. When yeah, I it I, like I, I, I like, was I re- like, "It's this guy," but I was like, "I don't get." But they, it was hard because you never. She never interacts with him any other time in the book except for that moment, and 
you like can't you're like why is he doing it then so like you're still kind of confused and even then like it's still kind of a confusing plot line because basically i guess it introduces the cop so maybe that's why you have to have it but he was introduced before the vandalizing plot because he like he's really close to her and her mom yeah i also love that he was gay i thought that was that's just like something that was just like kind of offhand that i was like not expecting and i was like okay like this small town seems this... pretty progressive then i because... want to know how old this cop was though yeah it sounded like he was kind of the same age as like her mom like that was what i got I, originally I, I was like but then after they i was assuming like plot in his line, 50s well not plot line they mentioned him like um liking the pizza guy liking the pizza guy i was like he's probably i would say younger than her mom but like obviously older than she is i was thinking like Maybe like maybe late forties, yeah, early fifties. Like That's what I was thinking. But that was a really cute scene. And I guess like for him to be more in the story as a father figure, you needed to kind of have something something for him with to, the police. Yeah. Otherwise it wasn't gonna work. So I mean I get I I can see that. Cause I just wish so like the plot kind of like when you read the back of the book, you focus on the instagrammer part yeah. because that's why they're fake dating and that doesn't actually like you barely even see she Evelyn. doesn't do they don't do besides the fake dating anything different than they would if she wasn't coming i mean yeah but then they wouldn't have gotten together without they her coming got, i know they wouldn't have got yeah, yeah, yeah i just yeah, yeah. i guess i just expected them to like have more scenes where she was like watching them or like they were do, like they there wasn't really many scenes with evelyn in it yeah she would always, like, go off and do things, like, on her own on the farm all the time. And also, like, they – she checks out – the Instagrammer checks out of the B&B, but then stays for the next few days. Where was she living? No, she didn't check out. Yeah, it says that she checked out. That's why they were worried she had left. No, After Beckett she, thing. The Beckett thing. No, because she was – said she was waiting for the call of the, he, the like, front desk lady to saying check that in. she checked out. But it never – like – Oh, I thought came. that she had actually checked out and no. then they were like confused. And I was like, well, where did she stay? Okay, never mind. I just, I guess I just read that wrong. Because <laughs> I was like, so where did she stay? Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I feel like not much happens in this book because, yeah, the whole like vandalism thing comes to an end when they realize it's the alpaca librarian guy. He wants to own an alpaca farm. So he destroys her property. Because he's a bitter little old man. He also seems very like maybe someone who's like in his 40s. Like he doesn't seem like he seems like an older gentleman. Yeah. Is the way he's described. So I was like a little. Yeah, it was it was it was an interesting one. But I get the purpose of it for the sake of like having. I can't remember what the cop's name is. But okay, my question. Dane. Dane. That's what it is. There's always a guy named My question is, so the shipment thing was like really my thing because I understand like obviously that pasture like the because he destroys a pasture of trees. Which is like thousands. It's just thousands of dollars because if you've ever bought a fucking Christmas tree, they're fucking expensive. And it takes 10 years. Yeah. To to grow, to grow a tree you that's the size you can sell her, for Christmas. If I was her, I would have fucking like out of spite put alpacas there. I would have closed <laughs> that pasture down and made a petting zoo with alpacas. Just be like, you want an alpaca farm? And you destroyed my farm? 
go fuck yourself. I'm going to have alpacas now. I mean, I would just be like, I want all this money back. Like, you almost ruined me. Well, they did that. They're like, you have to, like, he's, they're obviously, like, civil, like, suit going to sue him for all the money, all the damages he, Mm -hmm. to not have him go to jail. Yeah. But, like, the shipments were, like, the thing, because, like, it's not like he stole the shipment. He was just canceling them. He was just canceling them. So she wasn't losing money in terms of like someone was stealing her stuff or her shipment stuff it was just she didn't have the things on the farm to actually make the farm run yeah that's just annoying although the cat thing was cute i wasn't expecting becca to just like adopt a pack of cats but that was a cute little like thing and then he took them everywhere i know it was kind of weird but like they're like the farm cats i'm curious to see how that plays out in the next book because they're like very distinctly in this book which is kind of cute i okay for me the ending where he's like i love you and she's like no and he's like okay that sucks (laughs) like i i I wasn't a fan of like i don't know that scene of her being so in denial like she's in denial for so long I I get where she's coming from where like people that she loves leaves but I don't understand why she was like Luke is going to leave me now because he's been in love with her for 10 years so it's like I know also like it just feels like such a wasted amount of time. We like we could have been, they could have been together since they were teenagers. Because she's I think like she what? Was like nineteen. Tw- it was because she was nineteen when her mom died, and she met Luca three months after. Yeah, so she was like twenty nine. Yeah, she was twenty eight. And then Luca's a little older, older than her, a couple years older. Yeah, I mean. I did what I did like. So, I mean, like, I feel like we're not, like, selling this book. It was a good book. It Just, like, book. not much happens in the book. Like, it's a lot of them it, dancing around each other. Yeah. It's a lot of really cute scenes. It's definitely a rom, like, a, like, I don't want to be, like, a rom-com because I fucking hate that title, the, like, label on books now. Yeah. But it definitely was, like, very low stakes, very cute, feel-good Book. yeah this is a total feel-good romance for sure and like yeah it was just really cute and like i don't know luca is like a fucking cute hero he's cute he's a little cinnamon roll yeah and i fucking love it i was super into that and the sex scenes were really good they happened like basically at the end yeah i really wanted them to get together like together together sooner because like once because you know like there's the formula of like once they once you hit like a 60 percent mark that's when they start you, you should have yeah yeah and then like i was like i hit the 60 percent mark and i was like okay they're gonna start fucking because they had that couch scene they and then the nothing scene. happens for a really long time yeah. and i was expecting it to like snowball from there and then it'd be like a, a consistent thing but it never no, but did it, like the last like the final act basically all happened in like 10 hours because yes. they like have sex she wakes up in the morning and then he tells her that he's in love with her and wants to continue like dating and then yeah. she's like you can't be in love with me and then he runs off because he's hurt like obviously yeah <laughs> and then because well because he asks her like do you love me and she's like 
it doesn't say anything and he's like she doesn't even fucking love me and he like though he socks off like clearly upset yeah this whole book is just like how stella learns to communicate yeah because like yeah not only is she not communicating her feelings with luca she was not communicating anything about the farm to her business partners i mean to be fair they weren't actual true business partners they weren't true business partners but they were running the farm with her like they were kind of but they're technically her employees i i got that part of it because like that did make sense to me that she didn't want to admit that like things were going so awry and like she wanted to like save herself and like do it herself and i did get that part of like luca coming in to save her but like i don't understand why she didn't tell beckett and layla i mean a lot of it's embarrassment i that i actually did get her denial of her feelings for luca for fucking ever that i was that was that i was kind of like okay let's come on it's pretty obvious he loves you he like point blank told her he loved her. Yeah. Oh my god. He has her. I just can't get over the fact that he called her Lala. That's fucking adorable. Um, I mean, like, what actually? What I did like about this book is you get a bonus chapter at the end. So the book ends. You get a bonus chapter, you get an epilogue, a bonus chapter, and, and another bonus chapter, an extra bonus chapter. So you that get is a, like because the epilogue happens like a couple weeks after. So you get a so. So, yes, the epilogue happens a couple weeks after, and it's in his POV. Yeah. And then you get uh, a bonus epilogue that happens, like, three years. Two years. I think it's two years later. Two or three years later. Yeah. And it's also in his POV. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you get a bonus chapter that is a scene from the book that, like, you don't actually see. It, like, is talked about but isn't, like, actually, like, played out in his pov and that was good i was like it i was like the how, gift I, that kept on giving I and i was like, like this is great it was just they're all added on to the end because like most authors are like come to my website and read a bonus chapter and i'm like i don't want to go to your fucking website i just want to read it now <laughs> or like you have to download or sometimes you for you don't even because sometimes you get to the end of the book and you just skip through the uh, the couple things on the or like kindle, and then your kindle just like prompts the like you know the, 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 the review thing. yeah so you don't so you then you just don't see like it. yeah so you don't actually see it so you don't realize sometimes that there is a bonus chapter because you have to read the, the author will be like oh go to my website for a bonus mm-hmm. chapter sometimes you just like completely miss it i've done that so many times and then been reading another book from the series and been like wait there was a bonus chapter on these characters that i missed like what yeah so like i did like that I it did. was honestly the gift that kept on giving because i was like this is actually so great i really liked this first bonus chapter because I really wished you had more of Luca. those interactions together in the book. What was in the first one? The first one was when he tries to propose and then she figures it out. So she tries to ask him first. And he yeah. was like, you need to stop talking. Yeah. I wish we had like more of those because I actually like that was cute. That it was, was cute. like really and it was funny too. And I really wish you had yeah, more of those funny. interactions because most of the time during her interactions with Luca, she's like nervous yeah because it was cute because they were both very much at ease yeah but i really yeah but i really wish because the things with friends to lovers when you start as a standalone a lot of it's kind of like you don't see because you don't see it's all told to you yes like when previous things like when you read like people you meet on vacation 
you kind of you get like, the well you get the flip flop you of get the flip flop past of, and present yeah but like this one was a lot of like we've been best friends for ten years and this is kind of how we always been and it's like okay but I want to see that yeah and Stella was really nervous because of the dating thing so she was anxious about asking him for the first third of the book and then she was anxious about pretending yeah and then she was anxious about her feelings becoming real and him not feeling the same her feelings were always real she just knew that they weren't like that he she assumed he didn't feel the same yeah but like it was always her like being anxious about something and i until the bonus chapter i never really got them like interacting as like now they're a couple yeah yeah i yeah the bonus the three bonus things were actually super great it was honestly yeah because i read this christmas eve i think i finish it or the day before christmas eve the 23rd yeah and i was like oh yeah this is literally the gift that keeps on giving i mean as a whole this book was really good it was good like i'm excited to read the next one and I feel like we're doing it a bit of a disservice, but like, yeah, I feel read like this book for sure. Like, it's a good book. It's a good book. It is, it is very like feel good romance. Like this book is the Hallmark movie that I wish I could see, where you get a little bit of like actual like intimate scenes besides them just being like our first kiss, and then we're actually I love you. <laughs> Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, this is the Hallmark movie I wish I could see. Like, someone needs to make this a fucking Hallmark movie. And I love Hallmark movies. But this is, the, yeah, which is why I think I love this book, because I fucking love Hallmark movies. And it was, like, all the best parts of a Hallmark movie that you don't get that I wish was were an actual Hallmark movie. I could live without Hallmark movies. but I consume lots of Hallmark movies. Um overall like oh also okay condom watch i don't remember i don't think oh yeah they used them because layla dropped off a huge that's right that's right costco sized box okay yeah 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 okay because i was like thinking about it and i was like did they but you're right because in the bonus scene she brings one with the pie like she brings one out assuming he's gonna come out yeah yeah and then okay. she throws the box at him when they get into bed the first time yes okay so there there is condoms and they actually like the one thing i really did love was like her friendship with beckett and layla Layla. it's cute it is cute and it's like real it didn't feel like i don't know it didn't feel like weird i don't know how to explain it but like it felt really realistic Mm mm-hmm um but yeah okay so they, they do use condoms you're right and it's like not a thing where they're just like we're using them there's like no question yeah and sometimes there's like a, i don't know will we won't we and it like i hate that it should like be an obvious thing we're like yeah we will <laughs> like, do you know what i mean um so that's a bonus um okay rereadability yeah i yeah, i would I'd reread read this. this this would be like a classic winter book for me I actually am trying to decide if I want to purchase this book. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, my rating? I think a four. A solid four. I was... Okay, so... I think I only gave it a four is because it took me so long to get into, into it. it. But that's that has nothing to do with the book itself. That's just like I, I'm not a fan of Friends Lovers, so... 
Yeah, it's like, not a trope. It just that took we me forever read. to get into it, so it's a solid four for me. I mean, I had four point five, and now that I'm like thinking about it, I think it's more of a four than a four point five. Like I think it's a true a four. Four point two five for you, Yusha. Yeah, maybe, maybe a four point two five. Um, steaminess. I think I gave it a three because a three. Yeah, because the bonus chapters added to that. And I was like, this is a, th- a solid three. Mm-hmm. Um, would I recommend this? Yeah, I definitely yeah. would. I would recommend this for sure. It's so cute. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a good book. I would definitely recommend this. Um, anything else you would like to add about this book? Hmm. No, but I want to know if a Beckett's book happens how quickly after this. I mean, you might just have to read it to find out. Does it happen after the the epilogue or the bonus chapter? Like two, two or years? three years? No, I think it happens before that. Because sometimes you the author can't, like strategically can't put other characters in it because then you spoil the next book. I guess. But... It was only between them two. I know. That's why I'm saying you can't. She can't put them in. Otherwise, she'd spoil the next book. All right, fine. So, I'm. Yeah, I feel like I'll read the next book. Maybe we'll read the next book. I don't know. Mm. We'll have to see. Um, definitely read it. I wouldn't say this is a Christmas romance. You could probably read this at any time of the year. This is like a winter fall romance. Yeah. Would I read this in August? Probably not. Like it doesn't give me an August feel. But like after basically anytime after halloween i would read this yeah we're doing halloween in january i'd read this we're doing halloween in january no i said between halloween oh i and thought you january. said we're doing halloween in january i was like where was that <laughs> no, we're not where did we that. decide to do that because no. our halloween romances were well try again next year <laughs> um i think we picked some solid holiday romances um one was a miss two were hits and this is a hit but i wouldn't necessarily call it a holiday romance so three to four hits is pretty good for holiday romances Mm -hmm. um or like collective hit because i i liked the first book but (laughs) you did not um so i mean definitely read this book it's definitely worth it Uh, i've heard really good reviews on it from other people which is why we read it we're giving it a good review definitely a solid four to five for sure um the right amount of steaminess more of a fall winter book i think it should have been more steamy but that's just my opinion i mean yes i feel like i read actually we've only very once said that's too steamy i feel like that was the scream for us and we were like this could be toned back (laughs) yeah that was right everything else we were like well you could add to this uh, so uh, generally we err on the side of steamy versus non-steamy. So, um, yeah, uh, next month we're doing our year roundup basically. Like we're both picking books that were our favorite from 2022. Um, and we're reviewing like our, some of our top 22, 2022 books. I wouldn't say they're like the top because we tried to round out 
to make sure that we got Give a little balance. bit of everything versus because like the alternative contemporary. Would literally just have the same fucking book. I mean, over and over again. I reread books that I like a lot, so I don't think there's any shame in that. But, but um, so we're trying to round them out. So they'll be like paranormal, contemporary, um, a couple different different types. So that'll be that'll be January. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. I think that's all. That's everything. So enjoy your. I hope you had a good Christmas because this comes out after Christmas. And um, have a good New Year's. Have a good New Year's. We'll see you January second, I think, or January third, maybe, is when our next episode comes out. Yes, the third. January third. All right. Well, happy holidays. We'll see you in January. Bye.